Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're a repeat listener, welcome back. On this channel, we have simple goals. We want to inspire investors to move forward. We want to create belief that one rental at a time is possible. And we want to help you take positive steps forward. If you want to learn more about your host, Michael Zuber, please go to Amazon and buy his book, self-titled or self-published, One Rental at a Time. I believe there's a link in the description. If you're ready to get started with buy and hold rentals, but unsure what to do, I strongly encourage you to consider buying our online course. It gives you the tools to get started, help you learn your market, allows you to compare deals, and so much more. Lastly, by buying the course, you are granted access to a private Facebook group where I and my students interact daily. Everyone is equal, and we just keep helping everyone move forward. It is so much fun to watch, and again, I believe a link is in the description. With that, on with the show. Hey everyone, thanks for watching. Uh, we are doing our weekly conversations with Anna, and this week uh, we are going to look at her goals uh, for 2020, and this should just be a lot of fun. Uh, so let's welcome Anna to the show. How you doing, Anna? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. So was this fun to do? Uncomfortable? Early? What did what, you think of the exercise of putting it down? I thought it was a really good exercise. So we had talked last week. I had started kind of thinking through at a very high level all of my personal goals, most important, because we talked about goal setting based on joy yep. and happy and peace. And so I thought this year I'm going to focus mostly on joy and happy and peace and see how much time do I have left to give to continued growth in my investments and my business. And so I uh, had worked on some time blocking and now I kind of drilled down and said, okay, now let's put some actual numbers and, and small goals to reach those big you know, hurdles of growth. And so I loved the spreadsheet that you did and it helped me to put it together in front of my face a little bit differently. So I enjoyed the exercise and this is just my first draft. So now I've got to tweak it after we talk and figure out, can I actually do all of this within the time allotted that I have in my time blocking? So this should be fun. So I'm going to look at this with the lens of joy, happiness, and peace. I'm taking notes. So awesome. uh, why don't you, why don't you go ahead and try to share your screen and we will just, uh, We'll just take a look at what you got. Okay, that sounds great. All right, can you see my screen? I can, yep. Starts okay. with health. Yep. Starts with health. So I am, like I said, really focused this year on getting my health back. And, you know, we talk about elusive balance all the time, and it's hard to grow unless you're really being purposeful about it. And so I'm committed to, you know, kind of slowing down a little bit the, the drive and the business growth in order to focus a little more on my health and to really make that a top priority. So my, my goal is really to get healthy and to lose the weight that gets me to a healthy weight. And so I, I'm not going to put in there, I need to lose one pound a week or two pounds a week because I've done that so many times. <laughs> I know that that's what I need to do. But if, if the number's all that's driving me, I'm going to feel either success or a failure. Yep. 
where if I know that I'm taking all of these steps to take better health of better care of myself, then it is going to yield better health. Mm -hmm. And then it will yield weight loss and getting to wherever my body wants to get with these healthy habits. I like it. So I am committed to doing cardio abs and weights three times a week. Mm -hmm. And my cardio that I've selected is spin class. So that kind of takes care of all the lower body. And I've just started to get back to doing it. And, and that's something that I enjoy. So I know I can stick with. And then like we talked about last week, I am committed to doing intermittent fasting at least five days a week. So um, I didn't put a specific time because most of the time I'm going to do it in the morning and, you know, fast uh, and then, you know, eat between like eight and four or eight and 12. But then certain nights a week when my family's home and they're not all in sports, then those nights we'll eat late so we can have dinner as a family. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm fasting at least five days a week and then kind of switch it up two days a week. Cool. Another important habit for me is drinking water and no soda. So mm. my only vice in the world, I say, is that I am addicted to Diet Dr. Pepper. Ah, Dr. Pepper. Love Diet it. Dr. Pepper, yeah. I love it. Um, it tastes good and it's uh, fizzy and I, I really enjoy it. And, you know, it's kind of my crutch, but also something that I enjoy. And it gives me like just that amount of caffeine that can keep me up till I need to go to bed, but not keep me up all night. Yeah. And what's really bad is I get to where I drink that all the time and then I don't drink water and water is so important for our health and for weight loss. And so I tend to live on way too much caffeine. And so I have to actually mark down to drink eight glasses of water so mm-hmm. I can remind myself constantly to do it. Okay. Uh, no sugar or bread six days a week. Uh, one day a week we go out as a family or we have, you know, a, a party or an event of some sort. And so I really believe in uh, diet for flexibility and that you can stick to and sustain. So a time for feasting, a time for fasting, and hopefully one day a week I can afford a piece of bread or a piece of cake or some, a sugar cookie from Christmas or something yeah. like that and not, you know, not be upset that I, I cheated. Um, kind of silly, but I get so busy and maybe you can relate to this with your wife, but I get oh, yeah. so busy at, you know, during the day that half the time I'm like one o'clock crawling to bed <laughs> and I just go straight to bed. I don't wash my face. I don't moisturize and yeah. I'm 45 and the wrinkles are starting to come. So I'm like, I need to remind myself every single morning and night, wash my face and <laughs> moisturize. <laughs> know thyself. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's right. And then to take my vitamins every day. Um, I have vitamins I need to take um, and I don't because I forget and I get too busy. So I have to remind myself, do this first and then get busy. Um, and then for my own just kind of emotional well-being, um, you know, it's very rare that I have done anything for myself because yeah. I just get too busy taking care of everything else. Mm-hmm. So I put down that I'm going to make myself do a pedicure once a month and have lunch with a friend at least once a month. And I feel like that'll be, you know, something that'll be uplifting for me, relaxing for me and, and, and help me also to be a better friend. Because quite frankly, yeah. you know, when you're drive, drive, driving and really busy, it's hard to make time for, for friendships and things that really are, are soul feeding because you're mm-hmm. just too busy with everything that, that falls in your lap. Yeah. The only one in there that I, I sort of want to just push you on a little bit is that last one. I think if you, re- I think, I think that's, that's a layup. And I think it's actually so little that you'll, you could almost forget. I think you need to push yourself and maybe do that once every other week, having lunch with a friend, because it is, it is pretty recharging. 
and you could just yeah. talk about other stuff, right? You, you, we get so wrapped up in real estate and, and sometimes it's nice to just talk, right? You know, about, about the world and other stuff. And frankly, you probably could tie that into the pedicure. I mean, I'm sure you have girlfriends or maybe even men that like to go get pedicures. Um, yeah, that's could, good. Cause I did weekly and I thought, you know, I know I would like to, but I know it won't yeah. ever happen. So I did monthly. So I'm glad that you said that I'll, I'm going to make it bi-weekly. There you go. I like that one. That feels better. Okay. Awesome. I, Thank I like you. That. And then spiritually, I just want to make sure that I'm actually spending time every day in the Bible and in prayer. It just helps me to really focus on, on what's important and focus as much on, on my character and eternity as I do about, you know, temporal daily things that get in the way. And so for me, it's, it's really important. Um, and then family devotional time three times a week, you know, with four kids, mm -hmm. they are all in sports. And I kid you not when I say right now it is a six day a week activity. So <laughs> all, between the four of them, they're all in a sport. Two of them are in drama. Two of them are in the choir. One plays an instrument. Wow. And it's so hard for us to have time to sit down together and purposefully build character yeah. and purposefully have conversations where we talk about, you know, spiritual things and, our own life and things that we're struggling with and that they just want to talk about. So um, I'm making it a point that three times a week I have time blocked, you know, specific time where I make everybody get off their devices, come in the living room and we sit together as a family and we spend half an hour, you know, together, just having, having some time devoted to, to growth and to each other and awesome. relationships. Like yeah. And then um, to serve in a ministry or outreach at least once a quarter. So I, it's really important to me to give back in different ways and, and to be involved in some different ministries that are important to me. I used to do a lot with inner city youth in Houston and where I live kind of in the middle of nowhere, there's really not much of a big city for me to get involved with, you know, with inner city youth um, very frequently and my time with my own children and pouring into them makes it such that it's hard to do anything more frequently than that. But um, typically what happens is, you know, we give and support certain, you know, ministries or I might sing at church, which I do, um, but I'm not like purposefully making myself at least once a quarter and, you know, get out and do some type of outreach. And so it's important to me that I start doing that with my kids mm -hmm. um, and that, that we serve and give back. I like it. I I love everything there that, that uh, keeps you well-rounded and grounded and decompressed and everyone's growing. I like it. Yeah. Thank you. And then kind of like the um, devotional three times a week, focusing on my family. So, you know, we say what's most important to you mm -hmm. and most people will say health, spirituality, and family, but we don't make as much time for those things as we do, you know, the business growth. So yep. I put these as the top three so that I'm looking at them first. Um, and one is that we have family night at least once a week, uh, playing games, having dinner together where I don't have to cook, <laughs> um, character building and just building relationships. And it's one of those things, just like a date night. Like if you don't schedule it, yep. then you're not going to do it. Um, That's awesome. so in fact, I forgot to write date night on here. I'm going to have to write that on <laughs> at least every other week. There you at go. Least, yeah. At least every other week. Uh, cause, cause it doesn't happen if yeah. we don't make time for it. So I'm going to add date night. There you go. Real Here we go. It's good. It's good to talk through these things because you realize, oh man, I didn't think about this. There you go. I want to say weekly, but it won't happen. And so yeah. I'll say bi-weekly. Yeah. You can alternate <laughs> it with your friend lunches or something. So you're, yeah. Yeah. That's go. a good idea. Yeah. My husband's my friend some days. <laughs> <laughs> some days. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, and then my son, Dane. So we talked about, you know, right now he's a junior in high school and we're really working on um, helping to develop him as a real estate investor because that's something he's really passionate about. He's seen what we've done. And so each week um, I'm setting aside a time to, to have him listen to a podcast or two, read a book and um, have an REI teaching session. And I thought we would do this every day and it just doesn't happen because he's so involved with so many things. But um, he got your book and he's very thankful. So we're working through reading through that and then he's going to send nice. you a little a thank you note. So thank you so much for sending that to him. Of course. Um, but those are the kind of things that are really important to me to make sure that in the couple years we have him left at home that we're really pouring into him in terms of his finances and real estate and how to have your assets pay your liabilities and and not have to ever work for someone else if you don't want to. Amen. Cool. Um, and then one family outing per week. So in addition to a weeknight, we like to go out to lunch on Sunday afternoons or, you know, we'll take a drive and, you know, get ice cream and talk and do different things. So we just want to make it purposeful that we're fitting that in um, right. and being less sporadic. And then I really liked your experiences, actually putting that down on paper just to make you, you remember that, mm -hmm. hey, we need to hurry up and do this because yeah. I tend to be like, oh my goodness, summer's here. What are we going to do? And then we like <laughs> frantically plan around things. And so um, we have talked as a family about doing at least a two week trip every summer, nice. a week long family trip over spring break, which we've never done. And one trip to Texas per year, you know, to visit my family. So we're awesome. working right now on planning our spring break in Florida. We're finally going to go to Disney World. <laughs> um, we've never done it. So we're working on that now. Awesome. Any other thoughts on family? No, I think that's great. And, and it helped uh, with the family outing that you kind of walked through that because I was starting to think you were getting busy every day. But the family outing could be any time of day. It could be at lunch. could be breakfast. So that, that, makes, that makes perfect sense now. I like that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And one neat thing is the kids, they're allowed to have like two personal days during the year and we've never taken them. And I'm like, okay, but now I'm going to start, you know, now that I can uh -huh. um, picking a child and that week, like pull them out of school or that month and just do like a mommy child, you know, day oh. um, during school when the others are, are in school. So I'm excited to start doing that too. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. I like that. All right. Thank you. So then I have impact mm -hmm. and I broke this down into social media podcast events mm -hmm. and then separately coaching course book. Okay. And so um, I'm still working through this and how this is going to look, but I am loving co-hosting with you every week. Oh, it's fun. And something that your listeners don't know, but you know, is I'm very behind on posting my own video <laughs> every week. And so I have that time block starting in January, like a specific time every week where I'm going to put a video out there for you and for our listeners just to, to help with some things I'm thinking about. Nice. Um, and then posting on my Facebook page and in my group three times a week. So sometimes I do and sometimes I go a week or two or three or four, um, <laughs> just depending on how busy I am. So I'm not real strategic about it. I really just um, have shared as things come to my mind or my heart or I see something someone needs help with and mm -hmm. just kind of let it grow organically. Yeah. Um, and I still want to do that, but, but I'm just going to make myself at least post three times a week um, to give back. Yeah, your ability to touch people just with your authentic nature and just to put it out there is is uh, I don't know pretty rare, pretty unique, whatever you want to say. It's 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 fun to watch it just explode. Thank you, Michael. I really appreciate that. Of course. 
Um, especially because I was like, so not a social media person. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do this. So I'm just like, I'll just at least start communicating with other investors on Facebook. And it's just kind of organically, you know, yeah. become a brand. <laughs> Absolutely. No question. So, and then I, you know, I really want to be very strategic about speaking at four high level events a year mm. um, because my heart really is to be able to give back and to teach and to coach people, but I don't have the bandwidth as we've right. talked about before because of my own personal goals to really be able to coach very many people um, or to do, you know, a weekly webinar that's a paid for webinar or anything like that. Cause I just, I just don't have the time to do it. So yeah. the way that I really get the most value of, of bringing value to other people is by being, um, valuable to other podcast hosters and to other speakers and people that are putting together events where I can, you know, give back to them by being a valuable uh, speaker and also give back to their audience by bringing value. Um, I don't get paid for those things. I just do it because I enjoy it and I want to give back. So for me, it's, um, you know, four is enough that I'm traveling only once a quarter, you know, to an event. And then once a quarter, I'm, I'm going to my own mastermind that's personal. And being away twice a quarter already is a lot for my family when I have to leave them behind. So yeah. I, I picked that number very strategically um, that I'm not going to travel just to go speak at an event, but it has to be a, something I really believe in and, and only quarterly. Yeah. So given that this is a 13 week um, schedule here, would it be better to say speak at one high level event a quarter? As opposed to yes. four a year? Yes. That's that's good. Thanks. Uh-huh. That way you, you hold yourself accountable every 13-week yes. period. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh-huh. And then on the podcast, you know, I, I usually get asked to do a few a month. And yeah, I, like I can four, imagine. Four or five a month. And it's, you know, I, I love it. I enjoy it. But it's also um, taking up a lot of time. So, I thought, let me at least do one. And if I have to schedule them out a little bit to where I can fit it in, in a, in a peaceful way, yeah. um, then I'll do that. Yeah. I think I like that. You got to control When you get a name and it really grows, you've got to learn to say no, or, or, or at least not yet. Right. Um, to some folks. So yeah, I get right. that. I get that a lot. So okay. I could do more, but I'm right. like, oh, if I can do one a month, I'll feel pretty good. Ah, absolutely. Okay. Awesome. I like that. All right. Okay, good. Now impact. So this is one I really need to, to think through and flesh through better because okay. I started to do this last year and it quickly like went out of control with the amount of time that was needed to do this. So mm. I have created a course and I know lots of people have courses out there, but I've had a lot of people ask me, show me how to do it one at a time. And, you know, very similar to, to what you teach in your books. And, um, you know, not trying to teach syndication or big multifamily because I haven't been doing that part long enough, right. but teaching the basics of why do you buy rental property? What are the best practices for the kinds of properties you should buy and why? How, are, how can you go about it different ways, finding and funding and partnering and all of that? And so I created this course and I was going to launch it and I was going to charge for it and I was going to do, you know, a weekly um, Zoom class like all, a lot of other courses are doing. And as soon as I put it out there that I might do it, I just had, I kid you not, 30, 40 people a day. <laughs> I'm ready for you to coach me. And I'm yeah. like, okay. I was up just responding to messages two, three hours a night and oh. not anything done. And my husband's like, you're retired and you're not coming to bed and we're getting the worst of you, the tired, exhausted you. And I yeah. said, you know what, you're right. I, I have to pull it back. And so 
I still have the heart to help people and I still want to put out what I have because I believe it's valuable content, Mm -hmm. but I want to do it in a slow strategic way. Um, that's going to get it to the most people without me having to spend a lot of my own personal time personally coaching people. So with that said, what I started thinking through was, you know, one coaching student per quarter, one new. So I don't want, you know, I have four or five people a week asking me to coach them. And I've told them right now, I don't have the bandwidth because I know I don't. And I want to give the best of me. So, you know, if I have a course, I can say, you know, read, do my course first, mm-hmm. go through it, and then come to the coaching session prepared for us to help you take it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, you know, if I have one new student a quarter, mm-hmm. um, and I'm helping, you know, no more than four to eight people a year, that's a number that I'm pretty comfortable with, where mm-hmm. I feel like I can really give them the best of me without taking away time that I, I don't have to give. So thinking yeah. through that, you know, in addition to that, and then I'll let you give me your feedback overall Mm -hmm. is, you know, I thought about also people keep saying, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. And everybody says that. And and I've thought about it and I have plenty of content to write, um, but I haven't had time to sit down and do it. And so I thought possibly what I would do is translate that course into a book where it's more a book level, but has some tips and tricks, Mm -hmm. publish that book. Um, I'll be in my second published book um, here in a couple of months where I'm a co-author. Ah. So I did the one, uh, Resilience Turning Your Setback into a Comeback. I remember. I read it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I have another one coming out um, that's a, a collaboration as well called Success Habits of um, Highly Effective People or Highly Successful People. Ah. And so I'm excited. I'm, I'm working on that. But once I've done that, I'd like to kind of publish my own book and, and I'm, I want to at least work on it um, every week throughout the year and until I can get it published. So I'd like to say my goal is to finish it this year. I just want to make sure that, that it's the right time yeah. before I say every day work on it and you have to have a deadline by the end of the year. Um, but yeah. then I might I get it done. So give me your feedback overall. So... So we both, we both obviously do what we do now and, and we give back. Um, I actually, I'm nervous for you with this coach one new student a quarter because it's, once you get to one, I go, you can do zero, right? Because that's easy. You just, you just put, put a no, not open at the door. But once you open it to one, you're going to have a lot of people trying to sneak in and cut, you know, go around the corner and oh, woe is me and all of that. Uh huh. Um, I almost think you reverse it. And, and, and given that you want to do all these other things, what might be more interesting for you is to put out one, I don't know what, what you would call it, one section or one idea or one thing. Like maybe it's chapters in the book or what I'm just trying to brainstorm right now. But basically, hey, this is, this is step A. We're going to go through or, or a recipe or whatever you're, however you want to put the story together put one thing out a month and then let whoever consume it, consume it as opposed to taking one student and taking them from zero to hero. You could take, you can just sort of walk everybody once a month through something. And that allows you to do everything else you want to do, potentially write a book, write a course. Cause I'm just really nervous. That whole one coaching thing, that's not going to work. It's just <laughs> not going to work. But if you go, hey, I'm in, in January, I'm going to teach this. That way you control what the this is. 
and whoever consumes it consumes it great you you likely only get questions about this or that and i i think that might be a better way to both fill the cup of helping as many as you can also to limit your time because you're you're going to control what the what the widget or, or is I, I would challenge yeah. that i i don't i'm really nervous for this one student a quarter thing <sighs> Yeah, and I'll, I'll definitely think about that. I think part of my thought was if I want to make sure that I'm bringing real value. Yeah. And so many groups that kind of do that, you know, like, okay, we're going to all be on the same page. But students start at such different levels. Yeah. And if I'm going to do it, I want to be compensated for it. So I'm sure. never going to be this coach that's charging you 20, 30, 40 grand a year to have my time. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to spend a lot of time with you, I want to be able to custom take you from where you are to where you want to go. If mm -hmm. I'm the right person with the right experience for what you want to do. You know, if you come to me and, and I do have people come to me and say, I want you to teach me syndication. I said, listen, I've only syndicated one deal. Right. So no, I'm not the person. Right. Um, I'll, I'll point them to a book. But if they say, you know, teach me to build my own small portfolio with small singles or small multis, yep. I'm the person for that. I'm, I, I have experience that I can do that, but I want to be compensated for it. So I am coaching a couple people right now mm -hmm. and I do have time blocked to do it. Okay. Um, and it's basically a, a six month, you know, you've got me for six months. We're meeting once a week. Here's okay. what we do. And then at the end of the six months, you can either re up or, or I'll add somebody else. So okay. I've, I've kind of used it as an income stream that allows me to give back, but also be compensated. Okay. But I, I think what you're saying is I need to be careful about filling my time and filling my calendar with too many students. So maybe yeah. I should say one per quarter, but. Yeah, I don't, I, it's just, I'm, I'm just nervous because what I see happening is once you go from zero to putting this out there, you're going to, you're, how do you pick the one? And then everybody's going to try to game the system and ask their special favors. And you're such a warm hearted person. You're going to say yes to three or four other people. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. pretty soon you're back to where you were, where you were. Right. Right. Yeah. I have to be really careful. You're right. Yeah. And maybe, and again, I'm just brainstorming, right? This is, this is yours, but maybe it's, Maybe you control it by going, okay, everybody, you're going to get, here, here, are the, here are the four basic steps or whatever they are. And you're going to release those in January and February. Everybody has to go through them before they talk to me. And when you get to the end, you know, you can apply here or whatever it is. And maybe, because you, what you have to do is you have to get to the lowest common denominator. You've got to make sure everybody asking to be a student at least has some baseline. Absolutely. So maybe there's something there. I, I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting riddle. That one just scares me. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you for that. I, I'm going to think through that because I've, I've been thinking through it for a while and I haven't landed on the, the pace that makes me comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, the two that I'm helping right now, you know, um, one, you know, a paid, paid coaching and the other, you know, somebody in my family that I'm, I'm walking through this right. with. Um, it, it, two is good Two two is about as many as I want at one time. Okay. So I thought of even, you know, one per quarter was kind of like, okay, well, if I stagger it, one person rolls off every yeah. three months and I pick up a new person where I'm only coaching two at a time. Um, so yeah, I need to hone in on that. Yeah. So ask me about that again. <laughs> okay. You got it. All right. That's cool. All right. I like it. I like where you're thinking though. That's, that's good. Awesome. All right. Um, 
Okay, so then moving to asset and property management. So this is like the stuff I have to do, you know, when you accumulate rentals, suddenly you really have to make sure that you are working hard on them and that you're meeting your business plan. And so you have mm -hmm. to take some strategic time to do that. So um, I really want to systematize at least one process every week. And there are so many processes mm -hmm. that it's important to systematize the timing of when you do it, how you do it, what reports you're looking at, um, who you're connecting with to get answers to different things. And I have, you know, when you work full time and you, and you, you know, do investing on the side, um, you have lots of well-meaning ideas, <laughs> but you never get to them. Yeah. So putting it down here is like, okay, now I'm going to check myself. Like if I haven't systematized a process this week, then I'm, I'm too busy. So I need to take time to sit down and systematize it. And the reason I want to do one a week is because I'm also working on teaching my husband and my son ah. the things that I'm doing. So my son definitely is wanting to learn and I want to teach him not only the nitty gritty, hard, do it himself, learn on his own rental, but the business side of thinking like a businessman, not just a person who's working in your business, but on it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of our holes we, we talked about this year, I hired a financial advisor to help us to really think through legacy planning mm -hmm. and planning for what happens if something happens to you. And while we have life insurance and, you know, I've kind of gone over, here's what you would do if I died, <laughs> yeah. you know, they really couldn't take the bull by the horns and, and run the day-to-day -day stuff that I still do. Yeah. And so we're very strategic about over this next year, making sure that either one of them, um, the three of us in the units that are our families that we intend to keep in our family for a long time, right. we, we all have the competencies and skills to be able to do anything that needs to be done on it. Yeah, the one, the one question I have there for 36 and 37 is, have you taken the time to kind of brainstorm and inventory a list of processes? So yes. you hold yourself accountable to what's on that list as opposed to making it yes. up? Okay, cool. All right. Absolutely. Yep. I have, I've had a list and I keep adding to it and not much is coming off of it. To be <laughs> that's okay. Well, that's what this is for. This is going to exactly. hold you to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When people think, oh, you're doing this, you got it all figured out. No, we, no, we do that. No, it's not really. We figure out some, some of it were like really sharp and other things are just like, eh, we're not so great about that part. So yeah. we can all improve. So this is all about improving. Yeah. Totally <laughs> um, and allowing me to have more bandwidth to buy bigger, you know, continue to buy bigger deals. So mm -hmm. Um, and then moving from property management to asset management on our personal rentals. So, um, you know, our, our choice to keep the property management and for our family units um, being self-managed and just using contractors has been um, a, a very strategic uh, personal decision based on our family dynamic and my husband's business and skills and what he enjoys. Um, but ultimately, even though he enjoys the property management and it makes sense for us to do that, and we don't have a lot of good property management choices in my area, we want to be very strategic about moving to um, some system, whether we hire our own person or hire my son and my husband helps and it's more work for a couple years, but has a strategic reason for it that we can right. then let it go or whether we go third party, we wanna to move toward really being able to asset manage without property managing our own small multis. Couldn't agree more. And, you know, my, my hope for you there is your son 
sort of goes the way I think we both think it might go and, and becomes it's, you know, that's it becomes a company and he not only manages yours, but others and really could be something cool uh, if it goes yep. that way. I think that's pretty yeah. awesome. That's definitely the vision. Yeah, I get it. Um, and then really reviewing financials weekly, which I typically do, but there are some weeks when, you know, things get crazy and emergencies happen and criticals and urgents kind of push the, the norm and you're like, oh no, I didn't look at the financials this week and, you know, I've got to take care of something. So reviewing financials every week for, for every single property that I'm, I'm asset managing or at least every LLC. Mm -hmm. um, and then meeting with my property managers every week to review and strategize. Right now we talk um, on the phone quite a bit, but you know, there's something to be said about face-to-face -face stepping in for the ones that are local and then for the ones that are afar, you know, we're, we're just continuing our, our weekly meetings. Mm -hmm. And then just reviewing our properties to find holes and additional income opportunities and re re reviewing those that we might want to sell. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've really been in this accumulation phase for, for these several years and I haven't sold very much. I only sold a few and I know, knew I needed to retire and so I needed some cash sitting aside and yep. just to be careful with that. Um, but you know, as much as I really do like small rentals and I will keep buying small rentals, mm -hmm. there is something to be said for when, you know, you're at the top of the market, it's a wise time to sell. Mm -hmm. And if you can find another bigger property to roll in, you know, the sale from a couple of properties, then it might make sense to consolidate some of your assets into one location. And so sure. I think it's really important to always be, you know, looking at least, at least once a quarter at every property that you own and saying, where are there holes in the operation of this property? Where are there leaks in the money? What can I do to create additional income, whether that means, you know, more rent or whether it means um, update something and add an amenity, yep. just really thinking strategically unit by unit. And then finding those that are kind of either have the most equity that you could use to roll into something that you want if, you, if something else that you want comes up. Mm -hmm. or finding those that are kind of your pain point, your property that it might've been good for a while, but it just doesn't fit your goals anymore and, and just selling it. So yeah. I really want to make sure that every quarter I'm, I'm doing that exercise for every single property that I own. I think, I think this is uh, I think 2020 is going to be an interesting year because I think at least in most markets, we are at the peak and we're certainly near the peak in, in some asset some portions of asset classes. So uh, as you know, in our book, that was a key element to our success is, is uh, getting out and the last top, right? And again, by getting out, it's 1031 exchange. It's not sell and go to cash. Yeah. Um, I, I like that you're looking at that because I think everybody has to ask. It's not always about acquisition. Acquisition. Sometimes it's about disposition or removing a headache or it doesn't right. match, you know, whatever. There could be lots of reason that a sale makes sense. And I, I think people need to ask those questions, especially in 2020. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so then the next section is network development. Um, just making sure that I am not living on an island. You know, mm -hmm. for lots of years, I pretty much was like my husband and I. We didn't really, you know, think about partners and investors and any of that. I mean, we we had a couple strategic partnerships. Um, you know, one deal, fifty fifty split, depending on how we did it. Right. But now that I'm I'm am really focused on larger multifamily and operating bigger deals. We are looking for properties that are that are a little bit bigger where we would syndicate them and bring investors into some, you know, assets that we would be purchasing. And so I want to make sure that I'm I have a lot of people contacting me 
um, asking me all the time, add me to your investor list. Well, you can't really do that because you don't really know about the investor. You want to make sure that their goals and, and investment um, needs match the kind of properties that you're, you're actually finding. And so I'm, I'm making it a point to at least contact one potential investor per week. And if I get a bunch of emails, I'll reply to them and then I'll schedule out the meetings so that we can have a, a conversation and really learn about what they want and whether I'm a good fit for that or whether I need to refer them to someone else. Yeah. Do you want to put accredited investor just to be specific there? Or is that um, not I don't specific? because there might be deals that we okay. have that are that are small enough where we would okay. um, allow some, some non-accredited investors that we have relationships with. Makes sense. Okay. Um, cool. And then, you know, this has, again, been on my to-do list for a year, and I haven't done it, uh -huh. um, or I haven't stuck with it. So, to, to create a CRM system and actually add investor notes. So, right now, I've got a notepad where every time I talk to yeah. someone, I take all these notes, and I'm like, when I get time, I'm going to put them into the CRM system. Yeah. And then you create it, and then you actually have to talk to your list. So, yep. you know, I, I don't, I'm not good at having them and then following up with them every quarter or talking to them in some way and keeping them updated. So I want to make sure that I'm strategically working on um, contacting a new investor per week, actually putting the notes into my CRM and then creating at least a quarterly uh, newsletter or something where I'm following up with those investors quarterly to mm -hmm. just let them know what we're up to and whether we might have something that's of interest to them. Okay. And then my company, Apex Multifamily, that I started with um, my partner, my JV partner, Rob Neidlinger, we are working on um, expanding and finding you know, strong assets in our area that we would operate and also um, partnering a few strategic partnerships and some other locations that where we really want to invest and we believe in the market, um, but we need some, some other partners that kind of are more boots on the ground. So, you know, talking to some potential um, other operators and partners that we, we trust and we think are doing things the right way in the markets we want to be in, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's important for us to at least start making contact with somebody every week. The question I have there, does, is row 49 and row 50 how you get to row, whatever that is, 48, the 60K increase, or are those separate? Yes. So one is really the developing the network. Um, for not, for one is really developing the network. Two is ideally we want to get to, you know, two large deals for us this year. I want to get to 12 more personal units, yeah. but those two numbers are somewhat arbitrary. And so I don't want the goal itself to be, I need two large multifamily, 12 units, and I yeah. want 60,000 more a year. I'm hoping that if I put in the time and I make these other activities, these contacts happen, mm -hmm. that I will be able to, um, you know, achieve that number yeah. and achieve that that number of deals. Yeah. You know how I feel. I just don't like unit counts. I think that's such a social media driven thing. Almost. It's yes. Almost you know how based. I feel about it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I might rather see you say, and again, I don't know how it ties out, but maybe it's 20 K uh, increase for apex and 40 K for your family. I'm just trying to get to the 60. Like separated out. Yeah. Yeah. I just hate unit counts. Cause I think it's, it yeah. promotes bad behavior. I mean, it's, it's, it can. Yes. And I think that's a good point too. Like if I'm, if I'm talking to somebody else, like an investor, I'm going to say, don't focus on the units at all. Just yeah. focus on opportunities. And, and I, I still believe that. So for me, it's like, okay, I want to create 
another, I want to buy properties this year. They're going to yield me $60,000 a year more just from exactly. those properties yep, totally over, get the, it. over a certain amount of time. Yes. And a way I think that I can get there is, you know, buy 12 more units on my own and get two more through Apex. That may not be how it happens, right. but because I know myself and I know I'm not going to chase a deal just to chase a deal. Right. Um, but how do you break maybe that? I make that a caveat. Maybe I make that like a note within 48 that says might take too large. This might look like two large deals plus 12 personal or something like that. Well, let me ask you it this way. Does, does it, does it, would you feel like a success if you did zero apex deals, but you increased your personal family income by 60 K with personal units? Would that feel like a success or a failure? Zero in one and 60K it would not other? feel like a success ah. because, because we are both. So, so I'm, I'm committed both to my own personal income growth, well, then you but to also to our, our growth as a company and to our, our ability to help other investors. So well, I do view them kind of as two separate things. Then I would get rid um, of the 60K and I would say Apex needs to grow 20K. Personal, personal units need to grow 25K because again, I don't like the unit count. Gotcha. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because right now it reads, Hey, if I just, and the other answer is true. Hey, if we did 60 K in apex, but zero in personal, that's a success. So I think I would divide that 60 K up. Okay. Yeah. I'll think through that. Cause I just kind of came up with a number Yeah. and 60 K, you know, to be honest with you, isn't much of a stretch. Yeah. You do all these other things and that's going to happen. So yep. I'm like, that number should probably be higher. Well, good. But again, it comes back to kind of the beauty of, then the money is really not my primary goal anymore, Michael. I get and, it. And, you know, yeah. we've talked about that. And it's like, I, I want to make more. And I've got kids coming up in college. And it's a wise thing to do for, for wealth building and generational wealth. Mm -hmm. But if I, if I put together some really great deals that I didn't make much money on the first year, mm -hmm. even if I didn't make 60000 more, I'm going to feel like a real success because I'm, I'm doing the right thing, buying the right kind of deals with the right partners and the yep. right investors. Yep. And some of those deals might not make me as much money. Um, or I could do one deal and say, woohoo, I made 60. I'm stopping for the year. Well, yeah. I don't want to do that either. Yeah. So this, this part's hard for me. It's hard to flesh out and, Typically, to be honest with you, the only real goal that I had over the last five years that I was building this up was I knew that I, if I could make X number of dollars per door, yep. I needed to buy 12, new, 12 units minimum a year to get to the financial number I needed. Yep. So it was, it was, that was enough of a target for me to make good decisions to reach that number, yeah. um, where now I don't. I don't have a number I have to hit. So it's hard for me to figure this part out and say, I'll hone in on these three and give it some more thought as to what I can make more um, actionable. Yeah. I think, I just think you need an apex goal. You need a personal family goal. And then maybe you need a syndication goal or whatever you would call that uh, management fee or finder's fee or whatever. I think you need yeah. to break it into the three chunks that is, is Anna. That's what I think. Okay. Okay. No, that's good. I appreciate that feedback because I was kind of struggling with, eh, I might buy 30 more units in a month, you know? Yeah, exactly. um, so yeah. Okay, cool. And then um, again, coming back to the activities that yield the success, mm -hmm. regardless of the number is I want to contact a broker of week, a week in each of my target markets. 
um, and a, a potential partner a week with Apex. Actually, I already I moved that up to the top, so I'll take that part off. Okay, yeah, I see. Um, and then we're sending targeted mar targeted mailers in each of our target markets once a month to find off-market deals, okay. and then meeting my Apex partner at least once a month to strategize and plan. Very. Do you want to put a number in 53, like 100 mailers a month or some kind of minimum or just the activity? Just the activity. Okay. And, and primarily the reason for that is because we're being really careful about really honing in on what we want to buy and what we don't. Yeah, the sure. size of that unit, the geography. And so however many deals are in that, that, okay. you know, that, that fit that mold, right. we're mailing to all of them at one time. Right. And so, so we're not like, we're not yeah. saying let's mail to, to five of them this month and five of them next week. It's like, let's mail to everybody yep. and then let's do it again next month and let's do it again next month. And you okay. know, each time it might be a different market. So gotcha. that's gotcha. why I didn't put a number there. That makes sense. Um, so when I look at this, you know, when we go back to joy, happiness and peace, right? That's, that's what yeah. I wrote down. Yeah. Um, Still seems like a lot, right? I'm like, you, I, did you have like 60 to 80 hours of stuff? I mean, how do you, I mean. Well, remember what I said at the beginning. I said, now that I've put like, here's what I'd like to do. <laughs> yeah. Now I need to go back into that time blocking that I was very strategic about yep. to say, is this realistic? Can I really do all of this every week or every quarter or every month? Yeah. Do wow. I need to push some of these things out a year? Um, and how can I fit it in? And if I have to start, I, I kind of like to, like when building your house, you know, I put in all the things of these are all the amenities I want. And yeah. uh oh, we're like 50 grand above <laughs> our absolute max. So what right. do we back off from and okay. what do we really not need to do? So I did this as kind of a brain dump. Okay. And what I'd like to do over the next week, um, and doing this weekly with you makes me get to it sooner. So yeah. I like that you forced a date for me to do this by. I'm going to spend the next week going back through my time blocking and say, how much time would it take me to actually do this if it took me 30 minutes a day for each one of these yeah, or 30 yeah. minutes a week? And what's how much time does that really look like? And then, okay, that's not going to work. So let's hone these in and take some off or, or make them less frequent. Yeah. The other thing that I see here is you have some activities that should be done weekly the entire year. And then you have uh -huh. other things in this list that are like, hey, this is like going to be an eight to 12 or 16 week thing. And then it's done. We never do it again. Right. Like the, the systematize and all of those things. Right. Right. I, I wonder if you broke out and said, OK, here are the things that I want to do 50 for 52 weeks or, you know, whatever, 12 months. And then these are the short these have then there's a list. that's like, you know, these are intense. I'm the only one that can do them things yeah then you can kind of play tetris and move those around yeah um yeah that's it, good it'd be interesting i'll, I'll work through that yeah because again though i i, I don't I, I see lots of busy work i see some <laughs> fun and life affirming things like helping your son's going to be awesome yeah got to feel great about that yeah. Um, I see the health becoming important, but I also can see given everything else, how if you don't time block it, the health stuff goes away. We, right. We, we haven't solved that yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why, you know, it, true. If anything goes, to be honest with you, like if I had to prioritize these things, I mean, the top three, those are non-negotiable. I'm not taking are you away. Sure? That. 
Are you sure? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. All right. So, I'm going to hold you to that. Yep. So okay. Okay, my number one this year, because again, because I don't need the money yeah. and I, I hate to even say that because it sounds arrogant. I don't mean it that way, No, no, no but no. I'm just saying by the grace of God, I've already, I've already achieved financial freedom. So right. if, if doing more makes it stressful, then I'm not doing well by doing more just to make more money. And that's where I'm so, at. That's exactly yeah. where I'm at right now. Okay. So to me, these top three are my top three and no, nothing I'm going to let get in the way of those things. So let's if, talk, hold on. Let's talk about the top. See, when I look at the top three, I see yeah. th there's no reason that even doing every row of the top three should take more than, I don't know what that would be. 20 hours a week. I mean, cause it's, it's maybe it's 25 hours, but that is very, very doable. It doesn't look like it's, they're competing with each other. They kind of feed on each other. Yeah. You can, you can space them out really well. I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think you I, if those are truly the non-negotiables, yeah. those, those should be a walk in the park with you. It's, it's holding yeah, yourself accountable to being non-negotiable. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. And that's what my husband keeps saying too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And I'm like, I know. And that's where, you know, when I, I, I don't know if I talked to you about like my personal growth statement and my like key characteristics and who I want to become. Not yet. Let's talk about that maybe next week. Cause it's okay. how I kind of look at this lens of priorities. Uh -huh. I've created this, like, here's what I want to become. Here's who I want to be. And here are the non-negotiables that are character traits or attributes of who I want to be. And if any of these things get in the way of that goal, then those things need to go. Ah, okay. So I'm evaluating my business things through the lens of every opportunity. Is it going to create more stress, take away the time to do the things that I say I want to do? Yeah. And if, if it does, the answer is no. Yeah. Um, okay. And so that's why it's also hard for me to say a certain number of units or a certain number of money too, because it's kind of like, those are the ancillary things. Mm -hmm. um, if something has to go, you know, obviously the things that have to happen are the top three. Yep. I have to asset and property manage my properties. Yep. Um, and I really want to continue to grow my cash flow and my net worth. Yeah. So if anything goes, it's, I'm not doing a course. I'm not doing a book. I'm not doing a podcast. Yep. Um, I'm not posting on social media. So, yeah. you know, I can still give back by doing my other stuff. Yeah. The green and the blue are the, the two sections that feel like they're competing for the same minutes of the day. Yeah, they are, which is why I'm not consistent with them. And it's this battle of, okay, I'm slacking. I should be doing this. This is giving back, but then saying, oh gosh, like quite frankly today, yeah. I've had calls this week, um, three days a week. I mean, I'm on calls back to back to back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to go do this and this and this. And it's because I've, I've time blocked myself into all these meetings uh, and I'm like, okay, I, I gave back and I, I feel good that I did it. It keeps me doing it, yeah, but yeah. yet it is a little bit stressful. So it's, it's finding that balance of, I need to keep myself accountable to doing something, yeah. but yet I don't want to do it to the point that it becomes stressful. Yeah. I think, I think you, again, right. This could come to the detriment of our weekly shows, but I think you need to sit back over the holidays and figure out the green and blue because you clearly can do something, which yeah. I don't think you can do all of those. And I think if you, I think if you keep the green and the blue, you're going to be more stressed than you should. And that's yeah. not, that's not joy, happiness, and peace. 
Mm -hmm. Right. You need to do. And some of these I think I can combine. So for example, if I did a, you know, if I do a guest podcast interview, that's my share on Facebook for the week. You know, if I'm doing a, a video, then that's my share on Facebook for the week. So I can kind of combine some of these. Um, but yeah, yeah like do it. I mean, I definitely want to keep doing the weekly show with you every week. I love yeah. that. If that's you don't great. get mad at me for not getting to a video every single week that's separate, then no, it's fine with me. Maybe I'll take I whatever we get. Off to quarterly at first or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I hear I, you. I think, and I, I, think I, you're, I think because you can and you're able to help you, your list gets so big, but then we, we got, we got to go back to joy, happiness, and peace. Yeah. And you could really stress yourself out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's that habit of having a lot of good things to do. Like it, yeah. it does give me joy and peace to be able to help people and do these things. Mm-hmm. But if you do too much of it, then it doesn't. Yeah. So and, that, and that's the coaching out. one new student per quarter just freaks me out. <laughs> I'm like, how yeah. the heck is she going to control the front door? They're going to be coming in through the windows and the chimney. And the, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. this, this hurts my head. Okay. I'm glad to hear you say that. Cause uh, you know, I'm like, man, I, I wasted a year not helping more people. And, uh, well, see that, ah, we got it. You are helping hundreds of people and you need to know that just because they're not a student doesn't mean you're not helping hundreds, if not thousands of people pat yourself on the back. You are. Well, I appreciate that, Michael. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You got to change your lens because, uh, you're, you're impacting hundreds, if not thousands of people every week. It, acknowledge that and own that put that on the list (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate that i appreciate that yeah you know when you're really busy for a long time i i feel like you know i i've accomplished a lot of things you know that i'm thankful i've accomplished but in terms of serving other people kind of like coming back to the ministries and stuff i haven't been able to because i've been so focused on the other so part of me is like oh i finally have time i can start really serving and giving back to people because it does bring me joy yeah. um, and kind of catch up for the years that I didn't do much for other people other than my own family, you know? Yeah. And um, now it's like, okay, am I doing enough? You know? You so so I'm, I'm thankful to hear lens. you say that. <laughs> you, just broaden your lens a little bit. You're touching thousands of people a week, all in a positive way. I've never heard anybody say anything bad. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Own that. The, the, the student, that, that's, that, that, that'll be the thing that tips you over the edge. I, I can see that becoming a problem again. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. It, it's always good to hear other people's perspective. And, you know, no matter how much we think we have it figured out, we don't. And so <laughs> it, it's good to have other people say, okay, slow down, horsey. <laughs> I think I'm slowing down. You told me before I retired, wow, I, I can't wait to see what you do. And I'm like, no, I'm going to slow down. I'm still trying to like pull in the rain. So I knew that was coming. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> yeah, you have. You have. Oh, this is funny. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to, it's going to be fun watching you collapse and, and kind of juggle that. Cause I think right now you're playing a game of Tetris with too many pieces. You got to go back mm-hmm. to joy, happiness, and peace. I'm going to hold yep. you accountable to those first three sections. Uh, Thank you. We're tracking weekly. So, yep. you know, it's pretty easy to see uh, early indications of, of veering off the path. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, let's help each other and, and keep each other accountable on that. You got it. All right. Well, thank and you very much. For any of you other listeners, I encourage y'all to, to do the same thing. Like take this spreadsheet. Maybe, Michael, you can share the template, you know, Absolutely. and the links or something and, and go through this process because it really does help us to kind of 
hone in on what's most important, what do I want to do, and then is it realistic to actually do it all? And if not, what do I back off? So it's a great exercise. I will find a way to link it in the show notes. Thank you very much for the week and have a wonderful day.